right, let me guess. Um, no, 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 don't uh, guess. Don't guess. A... Reserve your guess for later. Bicycle. <laughs> what? Not a, a bicycle? bicycle? No. You could have at least picked, a, I don't know, a, a mode of transportation with an engine. Uh, ooh, a maglev monorail. <laughs> a what? Maglev monorail. <laughs> is that the kind of Disneyland or is that uh well, That's like just Tokyo. a monorail. Yeah. It, that doesn't maglev. It just rolls on <laughs> old ass tires. <laughs> what a weird way to start the show. I, uh, I By wanted, the way. I wanted to tease you with ma- the- Maglev monorail? The nothing, maglev no, monorail. Oh, no love for that? Well, yeah. They're going to play- uh, <laughs> They were playing Stagecoach Festival. Well, now they're going to have to play at the Shrine. No. Well, no, no. It's all been canceled. Everything. Everything's been no, canceled. Sorry. You guys will just have to wait till maglev monorail gets back- uh, <laughs> Gets back into the groove of things like the rest of us. Well, hey, here we are uh, in the studio trying to make content and entertain you guys while you're stuck at home being being bored. Hopefully, you all have toilet paper. And uh, do you know? Did you hear? I uh, today. Yeah, I heard on on the radio on the news. Okay, that they said that um, Walmart believes now that they have sold enough. What did they say here? That they have sold enough for every single person in America to have one roll. That's. That's not enough. That'll only last me a couple days. No, I'm saying every single person in America can have their own role. I need more. That's how much just- You know what I need? Not, not, I need eight cases. Dude, not Target. Nope, Not eight any cases. supermarket. That's just Walmart. Yeah. I need uh, I just, I need like eight <laughs> cases. How much are you going? There was a uh, video where a guy figured it out, like did the math on like if you were to use like five sheets per, you know, uh, duty cycle <laughs> and- uh, Duty and it was like some ridiculous amount of time that it would take to go through all the cases, like, you know, like a, a Costco cube or something. Well, the fact that mayors of cities, of major <laughs> metropolitan areas are coming out saying, stop hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> but it's not a toilet paper thing. That's the thing. How did it like, even start? I, I don't and why know. are we talking about it now? Uh, it's I, because ridiculous. it's still crazy that you can't find toilet paper. I hope if you guys listen, if there's someone listening to us that's yeah, a toilet like paper somebody. hoarder. You're dead to us. You know my favorite. We meme? don't want you to listen to us. Uh, I was on. It's uh, not cool. Would you agree? It's not cool it's, to hoard it's toilet not cool. paper. Although there was a funny uh, meme or a funny uh, post rather on like one of the Facebook neighborhood groups. So mm-hmm. you know Huntington Beach Facebook community voice or whatever. And somebody basically went on and started this whole rant. And they're like, "I hate all of you. You all suck. You know, blah blah blah. You're all a bunch of this and that. Like just a freaking just long like just." Undressing everybody. And at the end, it says, "Now please come toilet paper my house." <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen what's happening in Mont? It's like the news show. All of a sudden, I know, truck, right? We, yeah, it's evolved into uh, it's just crazy. a news hour. I think we're all all in a weird place right now. If you think hoarding toilet paper is crazy, listen to this. Well, sheltering at home is making some people a bit stir crazy these days in the North Bay. One Mill Valley neighborhood has come up with a creative way to let off a little steam and to connect with their neighbors. Here's ABC Seven News reporter. Cornell Bernard, who went to find out. No, that's not a convention of coyotes you hear. It's the residents of Mill Valley checking in with each other thanks to a community howl. Okay. It's become a thing every it. night at 8 o'clock during the stay-at-home order. A chance for neighbors to step outside and connect. Christine Nesbitt and her kids never miss that, it. It's kind of that, a way to release no, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is not a real story. They're covering oh it like it's a gosh. real story. They had a news van out there and everything. Yeah, every yeah, every no. night at 8 o'clock, no. they howl. The whole no. community howls. Uh, no, not a, uh, just... Uh, Seriously, I'm all about the chalk your walk. Yeah. I'm not about howling. 
You know, like, go go put mess. You know, good messages on the sidewalk for people to walk by. There's a bunch of those in my neighborhood. I oh, appreciate it. Every yeah. house has those. In did my did you hear about how in Italy they're serenading each other from the balconies? Right. Yes. Yeah. And so a guy in New York apparently started doing that, and one of his neighbors said, "Shut the f up." <laughs> and so it was a news story about how New Yorkers responded to that. <laughs> so New York. I remember uh, being in New York. This is a couple years ago. It was myself. We were with the morning show, and Jimmy Kimmel. For those of you that don't know, was our sports guy. He started out in radio. He was our sports guy for five years on at K-Rock in LA. We were in New York and we sit down at a restaurant and he orders a sandwich and there's something, he wanted like mayo on the sandwich. And okay. he looks up at the waitress and he says, uh, I ordered this with uh, with some mayo. And she looks at him and she goes, shut up and just eat your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Well, we're like, just shut up and eat your sandwich. <laughs> Oh. When a waitress tells you to shut up and eat your sandwich. You know what you do at that point? You shut up and you <laughs> eat, eat your, your sandwich. sandwich. Exactly. All right, oh. this is the Truck Show Podcast. we got a lot of good stuff for you on this uh, episode. We're checking in with Mike DeFord from Titan Fuel Tanks. Now, you and I had talked a couple episodes ago about me being at zero miles to empty on the fuel tank. Yeah. And I made it here, luckily. And, we, and me never running out of fuel, ever. Uh, except for except that, that didn't one happen. Time. Except for it probably happened more than just the no, once. No, never has. That was the only time. <laughs> well, this will prevent you from running out of Well, no. It's not going to prevent you from running out of fuel. No, it just m- makes you go further between running out of fuels. That's exactly right. There uh. is no way that an electrified vehicle will ever have the range ever have the range that a truck with a titan tank has yeah no that's not going to happen and as you may have guessed from the beginning the intro to our show we have a whole lot of know your notes this episode you guys are uh, givers that just keep on giving bunch of uh bunch of heroes out there and i like the fact that you sent videos in yeah i think uh, our audience is getting smart that uh, the Bluetooth thing with your phone and trying to call isn't really working, so they're just doing audio or video clips, and it's perfect. So, so they're attaching them to emails to truckshowpodcast.gmail.com? Except, yes, truckshowpodcast.gmail.com, except sometimes they show too much of the vehicle. Then we get a hint. Well, I'm just not watching. I'm going to play the audio. Yeah, I haven't watched them. I downloaded them. I sent them to you. Right. And I have not watched them. Well, so I open it up in my program, which is audio only, so it strips the audio off yep. so I can't see it, which is great, and we're going to guess together. All right. Well, uh, I'm ready to get into this show. But first, we have to thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan, who, uh, hey, I hear they're uh, coming back for year three with us. <laughs> really? Yeah. They decided that we're worth uh, hanging out with. So this is the, uh, the I'm going to break the first our, show. I'm going to break our uh, six-foot rule, renewal. and I'm going to give you a high five. All right. All right. Hold on. Right do you have right hand here. sanitizer over uh, here? I do not have I'll any just, I'll no. just clean off of the vodka I have over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> it's 150 proof. And uh, Nissan, if you want to check out uh, their new Titan, Titan XD. <gasps> the 2020? How about the 2020 Frontier with the uh, new 3.8 liter V6 and the 9-speed automatic transmission? Will it go a million miles? I think it will. Okay. <laughs> we'll find out from our uh, from our friend Brian. In fact, I'm working with Nissan right now to get one of their engineers on an upcoming episode to talk about the new drivetrain that's in the 2020 Frontier. Oh. Because that's a hint at what the running gear is going to be in the 2021 Frontier, ah. which has not been unveiled or released. And I can tell you it's pretty cool. Nope, I can't tell you that. Oh, wait. I cannot tell you that. Wait, so... Uh, embargo. So, moving right along, NissanUSA.com. <laughs> We're starting the show with a freaking embargo. Titan, Titan XD, <laughs> uh, best warranty in the business, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Check out the truck with the most comfortable seats in the business, the Nissan Zero Gravity seats, that Fender audio system, the new optional nine-inch command center. Let me ask you this. Yes. We were out there at the vending machine a few minutes ago yes, before we were. starting the show, and you said that you lost eight pounds. I did. Do you feel like the Zero Gravity seats are more comfortable after your weight loss? 
<laughs> yes, they're equally as comfortable. Okay, good. If you look at the percentage that eight pounds is, it's not very much. Yeah. So the seats don't even know the but difference. Let's talk when I get down to 20. Okay. <laughs> I would say go to NissanUSA.com because you will see the the full bevy, uh, the full suite. Is it a suite? Should we call it a suite? The suite of trucks that they offer? Sure. The suite. Sweet of the trucks. Sweet, sweet of and trucks. then uh, go uh, build in price. Check it out. Uh, lots of good deals going on right now. And of course, we can't forget our friends over at Deck to make one of the slickest cargo storage solutions in the business for your truck or van. But they would be way cooler if they were weatherproof and lockable. How about if they could uh, carry 2,000 pounds on top? This is where you're supposed to say, uh, Lightning, they are weatherproof and And lockable. had tie-downs. And they do have tie-downs. And ammo cans in the corner. And they have a ruler. And ball bearings. And Texas ball bearings. And bottle openers. Check them out, deck.com. And I suggest if you are looking for a deck system, head over to their social, at Deck USA, and uh, find out the gazillion ways you can use your deck drawers. They have some awesome photography and people out in the world who- Are they still doing the Tetris challenge, or is that uh, That is on their page. They've okay. got uh, one of the more recent posts is- uh, the foam inserts that have been cut for all of your DSLR camera gear in two lockable drawers. We've never talked about that possibility even once. We've talked about surfing. Yeah. We've talked about like scuba gear. We've talked about sand. Uh, <laughs> sand. And sandwiches. Guns. Like all yeah. this stuff. But we didn't think of Photography. a photographer. Uh huh. Huh. Yeah. We, uh, you know, it's about time we have uh, Greg back on the phone. But uh, here is my favorite picture. I will show it to you right now on their Instagram. All right. Oh, how many rolls of toilet paper <laughs> can, you, can you stuff into a deck drawer? Uh, well, it looks like if you need some, the uh, deck has it. I believe they have a, uh, a new special order deck system, get a drawer full of teepee. Is that true? I don't think so, oh, okay. but it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have to thank Innova, I-N-N-O-V-A.com, Innova.com. They have an incredible line of diagnostic scan tools, everything from a dongle that'll Bluetooth with your phone all the way up to uh, handheld professional units. And super easy to use. Not only do they show you what the code means, how to clear the code, you can also look to see what the solution is and even order parts directly from the Repair Solutions 2 app. So Innova.com. It's like a one-stop shop. Everything you need. It's almost no, like having no, no. It's like having an automotive technician in your toolbox. Ah, well said. Straight from the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So this is normally where one of us would yell out loud, "Let's start the show!" And but we're gonna do that. But we got a little bit of a treat for you. So I want you to play our modified intro, and then we'll explain it in a minute. Modified. Hit it. <laughs> I mean, you heard they left the beep in, right? That was yes. awesome. <laughs> and instead of an air horn, was that a bass in the beginning? What did they do there? I don't have a clue. We what might have was. to listen to it again. All right, for, but first, I, we got to do a shout out. Uh, this is from listener Craig Bodie, and he and Steve Wilson are members of a band called the Bodie Tones, and they're on uh, both <laughs> Facebook and Reverb Nation. And they wrote us a, uh, an email with this. It says, "Lightning Holman." Great podcast, truly great content every week, whether it's club-related, show-related, motorsports. By the way, Casey Curry was awesome. R&D or what's coming to the showroom? 
Getting people in the industry to talk about their products, accomplishments, and personal lives so fluidly is a talent you guys seem to have nailed. So, we have a band called the Bodie Tones from the land where trucks display the Carolina Squat. We're influenced by 60s surf guitar made famous in areas such as Southern California by the late and great Dick Dale and others. Listening to your jingles, I hear influences from different genres, but nothing representing the 60s surf scene. So here's the Bodie Tones from the East Coast in to provide 60s SoCal surf sound to your podcast. We took some liberties here and there on the theme song, especially with the wandering melody. Ha ha ha. Says, uh, enjoy, keep up the great work, and sing along if you dare. Again, that's the Bodie Tones. Craig Bodie, Steve Wilson, uh, they're on Facebook in Reverb Nation, and I love this. Absolutely thought this was one of the coolest things ever. Dude. Does it mean that we've made it if people are redoing, yeah. remixing our theme <laughs> I, song? I don't think it. I don't think it means we made it. I just oh. think we're uh, entertaining enough that people care. All right, encore. <laughs> I love that so much. I have been inspired because mm-hmm. these guys are inspiring. So wait, you're going to take uh, lessons on what, guitar, and you're going to learn how to play our theme song, yes. and you're going to do it? Yes. No. Oh. What I am going to do, though, <laughs> is I'm going to ask the Truck Show Podcast listeners, hey, listen, most of us are stuck at home and bored. If you've got the band over and you want to uh, rejigger our uh, our theme song, I want to hear... Truck Show podcast theme songs from all of our musician listeners. Are you asking them to violate their quarantine and get together <laughs> as a band? Maybe they can do it as separate tracks over GarageBand or something like that. Oh, or from oh, different rooms. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to ask them how they're going to do it, but I want to hear whatever. Whatever your your deal is, whether it's, it's 50s rock, whether it's uh, country, whether it's death metal, whether it's rap. Truck Show. Whatever it is, whatever your deal is. Send it in. Not only will we start the show with your version of the Truck Show podcast intro, but we will do a shout out for you uh, where people can find you. Hold on. Hold hold your horses here. There has to be a caveat. What if just what if it's god awful? No, we got to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, we just just roll with it. Okay. I mean, I just want to see what <laughs> truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I just want to see what people are going to do cuz you know our listeners are some of the most creative people that I've ever seen. I mean, the way they bust on you, it makes me smile. Imagine what they can do with instruments. You're a dick. <laughs> Why do you got to go there? Bust on me. Oh, well, I, there's some... Do you, what? Nah, well, we'll, we'll save well, the email well, later. Don't, don't reach for the email pile. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, all right. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm looking for new versions of our intro. And by the way, I'm still waiting for somebody to, to dime out the dude in their shop who eats half a donut. I know you're out there. You're saying we did not get any emails or any any five-star hotline? Nothing. Or, really? 657-205-6105. Nobody dimed off Bob at Joe's 
tune-in balloon. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> to to talk balloon to talk about uh, how he just leaves half a donut laying around. What's tune-in balloon? I don't know. It's what came to my mind. <laughs> Is that like a? It's like a tune-up shop. Yeah, but they also uh, do party balloons. <laughs> That's their side business. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you? What do you say we uh, actually get into the show now? Yeah, I think we've. Uh, how, how do you start the show so derailed? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even on the tracks. Oh, I feel like we violated the the ears of our uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we do that every single show. Uh, yeah, but we have fun and they 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 keep coming back. So I guess it's cool, right? I think they're just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Maybe. Don't you think? You know what it's like? What's that? It's like uh, your wife and all of her friends talking about uh, the Tiger King, mm-hmm. and you want nothing to do with it. And then somebody sends you like a Joe Exotic meme. And so quietly in the middle of the night when nobody's watching, you head over to Netflix and you start watching it, and you can't stop. I watched <laughs> all of it Did you really? with the wife. I watched all yes. of it without my wife, and then she's like, hey, I went to my mom's and I watched half of it. You want to watch the rest with me? And I'm like, uh, I already saw it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's seen <laughs> it. she's like, what? All right, let's get into our first guest if he's still sticking around. He's going to be like, are these guys going to call uh, me? Yeah, what's, going, what's on going on here? All right, let's get Mike DeFord on the phone. Mike is a Titan fuel tank style. Don't you have his number? Uh, you have it. Oh, you're right, I do. <laughs> yeah. We would have just sat here as I fished through my phone looking for it. <laughs> I actually do have Mike's number in an email. May- I just wouldn't be able to locate it. I had Mike's number in my phone because <laughs> I've actually worked with him before. Oh, you did? Yeah, we've done stuff in the past. Okay, well, I'll have to hear about this. Uh, you ready? Uh, yes, please dial. How about now? Yeah, uh, press the button right that one that says call. Ooh, FaceTime audio. No, don't do that one. Okay, voice yeah. call. Here we go. Hello. Is this Mike DeFord, Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast? What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hold on one second. We have a quick intro for you. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, ears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you want to come back. Oh, no, our wives are stoked on this one. No, they're not. They're not? No. Mine is because we're going on a longer road trip because of the Titan fuel tank. That's that's why she's not happy. Oh, because she's not with us? Nope, that's not it. Because she has to go to the bathroom, and you just took away her uh, rest stops. Oh, is that what the deal is? (laughs) My wife, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess now that I think about it, the wife does like to get out. Yeah, stretch her legs? Uh, No, yeah, stretch her legs, and she likes to pee every, like, 25 minutes. Well, you know, Mike and his uh, Titan uh, fuel tanks, they have, uh, what, the new Super Duty takes, like, 60 gallons? That's a long way. I don't know. We should ask him. He's on the phone. Oh, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mike. (laughs) What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're good. Are you quarantined? Uh, yeah, I've uh, been type 1 diabetic for 38 years, so uh, I I took it early and I've uh, been working from home for three weeks now. All right, well, that's good. We respect you uh, playing it safe. I just, uh, you know, before all this <laughs> happened and we got on, like, lockdown, I made sure all the family cars were filled up with gas. Yeah. Well, if Mike's been quarantined for three weeks, he might have, like, 60 gallons ready to go in case he has <laughs> to get out. Yeah, the, the perks of working for a, a large fuel tank company is uh, the, the garage has an abundance of fuel hooked up. So Let's get our listeners in on the history of Titan fuel tank. There's only a few big names in this space of auxiliary fuel tanks. And or direct replacement. Or direct replacement. Yep. I've only used yeah. a Titan. So yep. in my dually, in my 08... I had the midship replacement. Yep. It was a 60, I want to see 63 gallon or 65 gallon. 
And yeah. I couldn't love that more because I could make it to Vegas and home without filling up. So here's the thing about Titan. So there's a lot, a bunch of different fuel tank companies out there. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you the only company doing the lightweight cross-length polyethylene tanks? Because there's a ton of people that have fabbed metal fuel tanks or aluminum fuel tanks, but you guys are the ones doing yeah. the big plastic tanks. Yeah, there's there's a couple of metal guys out there. There's one other company that's just jumped into space recently doing uh, polymer tanks like we do. Uh, but, you know, when you're new to the market, new doing stuff, uh, you know, we... Or we, we still own it. You know, we, by market tracking and all that, we, we know we own about 82% of the market space. Yeah, we, we you know, we, we've been doing this since 2003. The owner of the company owns car dealerships and he, he's a recreation guy. He does horses and boats and race cars and, you know, ATVs, all that sort of stuff. And he got frustrated back in 2002 of, you know, driving from Idaho to California, Nevada, you know, wherever to go play and having to stop every couple hundred miles to, to get fuel. And from that, you know, Titan was born in 2003. And, you know, we, we've been doing it since. We launch a couple of new tanks every year. We're the only company that offers an unconditional lifetime warranty, meaning, you know, you, you, you want to go race the Baja 1000 and your, you know, F-250 with a stock tank and you rip it out over you know, the, the whoops at Ojos. Uh, How did you know? We warranty it for you. <laughs> you know, it's not just, it's just not, you know, cosmetic or, you know, manufacturing defects if any of those were to happen. It's, we cover your tank no matter what you do to it. Well, you're shooting it with a gun. You know, if you, you send it to us through the 50 cal bullet, you might get rejected. I'm guessing, but, uh, you know. I'm guessing there might be bigger issues if you had a 50 cal pass through your fuel tank. <laughs> yeah, you're running from the law, right? <laughs> well, not even the law. You're cartel? running from the military or the cartel. Or the yeah. cartel, yeah. <laughs> Stay on the early years of this for a second here. I On the website, I don't really see anything about the founder. And we always, on this show, and I don't know if you know this, Mike, but we love going into the past and finding out why and who the guy is that started it. Now, you said he was kind of an entrepreneur, car dealerships, that type of thing. But how did he get started with his, I want to make... Uh, an extended range fuel tank, who do you even go to? How do you just like, you can't just look through plastics manufacturers in the, in the well, I was going to say the yellow pages, and there's no yellow pages anymore. Well, but you're going back to, uh, back well, in time. Was then, so yeah. it was, okay. so I think so, you're good. I like, think... I don't, what do you even do? So how did he start it? Are you aware of that backstory? So again, he owns a, a couple of new car dealerships and some of the staff, you know, mechanics at those dealerships had fabrication skills. One of those guys, his name is James Patience. He's our, our tech manager and actually man, uh, running our manufacturing facility that we were just opening now here at our facility in Idaho. But, you know, went to James. James built motorcycles and, you know, all sorts of stuff. He's won, you know, awards at Sturgis and all that. And went to James and a couple of other guys and said, okay, how do we do this? And really it, it, it started out very rudimentary because no one was doing it at that time. And so if you look back, if you look on our website, you'll find some of our very, very early tanks, which are very, I'll say sort of crude in look and design because they were, they were used building tanks out of, you know, the, 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 the forms out of foam block, you know, they'd take a big giant piece of foam and they would cut it and shave it and do all this sort of stuff. And, you know, now almost 20 years later, technology has come a long way and it allows us to develop tanks through, you know, scanning with computers and, you know, scanning guns and all that sort of stuff. So it makes it an easier process to 
developed tanks back to what it used to be. I mean, it used to, when, when they started, I mean, it, it took over a year for them to develop the first tank to bring it to market. Now, when we see that there is a need for a tank and there's market demand for it, we, we can be to market, you know, pretty quick. You know, that, that technology shows in like our new 60-gallon Ford tank for the 11 to 16 Fords. We had a 50-gallon tank. It was our number one seller for you know, almost 10 years. And through technology, we've been able to go back and redesign that tank and add 10 more gallons to it and, and actually manufacture and sell it for less than the old 50-gallon, you know, sold for, which, you know, if you bought a 50-gallon one two years ago, you're, you know, you're probably not real happy that you can buy a 60-gallon one cheaper now. But that's that's what happens with technology is it allows you to progress. And, you know, where we're not stuck using metal and welding and all that sort of stuff, all of our stuff is molded and then vacuum-formed and all of that. It allows us to really make a tank that, takes up all the available space without removing, you know, the DEF system. That's a super common question is people ask all the time, do you have to remove my DEF tank? And the answer is no. You know, our, our tanks are 50 state legal because we want the customer to remain safe and legal. So you don't have to remove DEF. You're not removing any safety stuff, you know, any of that so that our customers remain safe and legal. So take us through the uh, some of the more popular fitments that you have. I know you just talked about the Ford, but that's for and, and I also want to talk about so it started because really in the in, in diesel, but you do have a couple gas applications which we'll talk about. But your Ford took off right out of the gate. It was a hit. And then you've got a lot of Chevy applications, but I want to let's talk about some of the more popular ones. Yeah, so so Ford is our our number one bestseller just because of the amount of super duties that are on the road. Period. I mean, you, you can argue and say there's just as many Rams and Chevys and all of that, but the reality is, is there are a ton of Fords that are sold, and the Ford, the guys that buy Fords, are using them for work. And not that saying the Ram guys and Chevy guys are using their stuff for work too, but Ford guys are guys that want and need mileage more than anybody, and and, and especially that 11 to 16 Ford short bed. It came with a, a 26-gallon tank stock. Well, 26 gallons, and if you're averaging, you know, let's call it 12 miles a gallon with a, with a loaded trailer, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going real far with a full tank of fuel. So, you know, it, it made it to where our, our stuff became an instant hit and why it became so popular right away. And then, of course, you know, we do the Chevy stuff, we do the Ram stuff, we we have a Nissan tank for the XDs. Question about that. We had a a listener on our last show asking about that for the 2020 Titans that no longer have the Cummins application, with the chassis being the same, do you guys think you'll be able to have an auxiliary or direct replacement fuel tank for the 2020 gas Titan XDs? That's that's the thing. For gasoline, you cannot do a replacement fuel tank. Oh, the, why is that? The, the EPA regulations make it very cost prohibitive. We, we, we can make them, but the cost of development and testing and all of those sorts of things would make the tank so expensive that it, it, w- it wouldn't be affordable or feasible or make sense for you know the retail customer to, to want to put it in their vehicle at the expense that it would cost. Is that because it's uh, gasoline is so much more flammable, or is it because it's off-gassing? Or you said it's, it was emissions. They, 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 the EPA regs are 
wide. <laughs> you know, it's it's from everything from flammable to the way that uh, gasoline is in the atmosphere, you know, permeates through materials. It's all of that sort of stuff that makes it to where replacement and auxiliary systems, and auxiliary meaning that it feeds to the main tank as you're operating the vehicle, it's, it's why nobody does them for for gasoline. You know, there's, there's a manufacturer in Australia that does for some of the Toyotas and some stuff like that. And uh, personally, I know a couple of guys that have imported those into the state, one of those guys being in California. And, uh, you know, they, they impounded his, his, his Toyota Tacoma and without a buyback. Oh, that sucks. And, you know, Ouch. This thing, <laughs> yeah, this thing you know, that, that makes it tough. And, you know, we all understand, you know, I mean, the government's got a big reach and they do what they do. And, you know, we have to respect that. So we stay within the limits of the law and, you know, design product for the way that, you know, the government's outlined that we can do that. You can make gas tanks, but they just can't feed to the main tank in real time. I want you to explain that subtle difference because you do make tanks yes. for gas. Like well, that's G- the difference Jeeps. between a, a, a direct replacement and an auxiliary tank, right? One is carrying your fuel. Right. One is feeding the drivetrain, the engine. The, the regulations prohibit us from being, or anyone really, from being able to do replacement or auxiliary systems for gasoline, but we can do transfer tanks. Now, it has to be within a certain amount of gallons and all of that. But So we have our sidekick, which goes to the bed of a truck and mounts on the, the bedsides. It's a 15-gallon tank. You stop, you pull over. We include a transfer hose. You pull over and you use it you know, as you need fuel. We've got our trail trekker, which is for – goes on the rear spare tire carrier, rear Jeep, FJ Cruiser, Hummer H3, Zuzu Trooper, whatever that may be. You've got, and then we just launched a line of UTV tanks for the Can-Ams, the Polaris's, the Articats, you know, all of that sort of stuff as well. But all of those are transfer tanks where you have to stop and fuel. But there's a good side to that, too. I mean, while we all want the ability to drive a gas truck further, and my wife's got a Tacoma rolling on 35s and has two sidekicks in the back of it, it's, it's not so much in a gas case of, really being able to drive further in that convenience as it is for, you know, the outdoorsman, the off-road guy, the adventurer who wants to be able to take his, you know, his adventure further down the road. You know, we've all been, you know, out four wheels or somewhere and we need gas or you run into someone that needs gas and, you know, having that in the bed of of your truck, the back of your Jeep gives you that ability to take your adventure further or help others out. I wanted to talk about the battle that I see being waged, um, I was going to say in magazines, but online as well. The guys who make the metal tanks are coming at you pretty hard. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not a believer in their ads. They're like, you know, uh, plastic is made for toys. And, blah, and, and Holman and I have been talking about having you well, on. By the, the way, on, most on, factory tanks today are plastic, so. Well, yeah, but I, it's an interesting take and in how they're coming at Titan. And, and, and. I, for the record, like I said, I ran one and I was very, very happy with it. And Holman, I think you've had a lot of experience with these tanks. We put a bit on magazine projects and right. things like that, and they're great. So, I mean, what is your rebuttal to the guys with the metal tanks? How about the fact that you guys can mold your tank around every crevice, frame rail, all the things that are in the way to maximize the amount of uh, capacity you have in the exact same size? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of benefits to our, our product over there. So, I mean, I've got... Uh, you know, photos of guys, uh, a customer here locally, 
hit something on the freeway, knocked both front wheels off of his truck, and about three hundred feet on the belly of his truck down the freeway. But he took that tank out of his truck and put it into the next Ram that he bought. Well, okay, you can't do that with metal. Number one, <laughs> I mean that, that, that's not going to happen. But then, yes, there's the fitment issues. There's the ease of installation. You know, you you can put our tank in in the driveway of, of your house with no additional help. It's, you know, hand tools. It helps if you have an impact wrench, but you don't have to have one, you know, but to install a bigger tank in, in dimensions, not capacity, but in dimensions in a heavier tank, you know, you, you need two guys to do it. You need a lift, you know, that sort of stuff. So the dealers that are out there, you know, they, they can install our tanks faster, quicker, which then saves the consumer money because they're not having to pay more labor rates, you know, that sort of stuff. But, you know, really, the, the guys that come after us, we, we, it, it feeds our ego, really. Because the reality is, is that the only time you do marketing like that is when you're threatened by somebody. We know we make the best tanks. The customers know we make the best tanks. So you've got to go out and you've got to, you know, you, you've got to do some of that dirty marketing. Uh, you know, I've done this for 30 years now, and I'm not going to say I haven't done some dirty marketing in my past. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's but honest, the rea- <laughs> but the, the reality is, is that, you know, it's, it's the, the shots they take only sort of make us smile. You know, it, it shows the power that we have as a company and that, that we have in the marketplace. Well, let's talk about, uh, biofuel too. I mean, some of those tanks aren't, they corrode or have issues with biofuel. You guys typically can can uh, support somebody using biofuel in the rig, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if biodiesel, whatever it is, is is safe to use and our, our tanks are great with it, we also don't sell any of those additives. You'll see all of those metal guys selling extra additives to add to their tanks and all of that sort of stuff. And you, you don't have to do that with ours. We, we don't sell it. We won't sell it. There's no need for us to sell it. But, you know, there's a reason the metal guys do that. All right, so Mike, let's say I've got a 2015, I don't know, F-250 Power Stroke. How do I choose between, say, a midship replacement or a spare tire auxiliary tank? We've got three options for you. The replacement tank, which is a 60-gallon for the short bed. Then you can do a 30-gallon spare tire auxiliary tank, which, like you said, goes in place of where your spare tire was. The auxiliary system feeds fuel to the main tank with a push button of our controller that mounts it on your dash and transfer fuels as you drive down the road. And then we've got our in-bed systems. We've got transfer tanks and auxiliary systems that go into the bed of the truck. So we've, we've got one customer. He's a hotshot driver. He runs two in-bed 50-gallon travel trackers, one 30-gallon staff system, a spare tire system, and then one 60-gallon replacement tank. So the guy's carrying 190 gallons worth of diesel. No, you don't have to upgrade your suspension, none of that sort of stuff. I mean, it's a truck. You know, you're, if it was a Honda Civic, yes, you'd have to upgrade your suspension. But, uh, you know, it's he's carrying 190 gallons worth of fuel and can, can get from here to New York uh, carrying a trailer, you know, delivering goods without having to stop other than uh, – you know, to use a little boy's room. Does he also have a uh, coffee tank on board as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a catheter. At some, at some point, the man's so. got to stop. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's sponsored by uh, an energy drink company or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the applications, and I think uh, there's one that stands out to me as the uh, the deal of the century. That's the 2016 to 20 Chevy Colorado or GMC Canyon uh, Duramax diesel trucks. That is a 36-gallon tank for 800 bucks. 
Oh my God! So, for example, a yeah. Ram fifteen hundred, the update or uh, the the uh, step up tank on that, the option is a thirty three gallon tank. So, in a size class smaller truck, you get three more gallons for eight hundred bucks, dude. That I mean, that right there sounds like the best deal going. Yeah, the the problem with that truck or that product for us is that the diesel powered Colorados aren't overly popular in the marketplace. You know, it's a uh, it's a truck that real real diesel owners aren't buying. You know, Colorado. You know, it's the same reason that Eco Diesel Rams and the the Nissan XDs just aren't overly popular trucks. The reality is, is those trucks aren't big sellers within the true diesel community and what i mean by true diesel community is the guys that are using them for work for towing play trailers the guys that you need know, range. that sort of stuff yeah they're they're guys that you know they they want the power of a diesel they they want those sorts of things but they're not they're not guys i mean when's the last time you see saw a built you know chevy colorado a diesel colorado that was you know, pushing, you know, 600 horsepower or something the way you see every Ford on the street. It's, it's just not a common thing. So they're more rec- they're, they're more everyday man diesel trucks. Same with the new F-150s. We have two tanks for the new F-150 diesels. And, you know, the, the sale of those trucks being as slow as it is also reflects on they're not overly popular tanks for us. We offer them to the marketplace because there's a big demand for them, but there's just not a lot of a lot of units on the road and and that's tough but it also shows our commitment to the market and to the consumer is you know if someone's demanding a, a, a tank enough people demand it we're going to make it you know it's uh we we just uh, right now are releasing the for the first time ever the short bed ram tank uh not the mega cab but the regular crew cab short bed they've been around since 2013 we haven't had a tank for them but thanks to new technology, we've been able to develop a you know a new tank for that truck that's that's launched and, and shipping now. That's the new fifty-two gallon tank, right? It is. That is one of your lower price tanks as well, uh, under twelve hundred bucks for fifty-two gallons of capacity. That's that's awesome. Well, when you say Mike, new technology, how is it? Because you're scanning the under the the, the bottom of the bed with a with a laser, or what changed? Yeah, I mean, it went from us having to form tanks out of big, giant foam blocks and, and knives to now being able to, if, if you come to our facility, into our engineering area, it's, you know, it, it looks like, you know, a NASA center with the amount of technology and lasers and scanning devices and all of that sort of stuff. It used to take weeks to develop even the design of a tank and now it can be done, you know, in a matter of, of hours, you know, sort of thing. I mean, not that hours, it's a couple of days still, but it's a much quicker process. And with that same technology, it allows us to find the fitment and, you know, within the curvatures of frames and other devices in the truck, you know, it allows us to maximize fitment without reducing the quality of the product or the safety of the product. Uh, where are you with the new Duramax 3 liter? Does that fall into the same category as the kind of the Colorado? Well, and, that's hard to say because it literally just came out about uh, a year ago, if that. So. I guess I'm trying to take his temperature on if he thinks that will fall the same, uh, come to the same In my bills. opinion, you have to have it. I think that's the best out of those diesel half tons out there right now. And, um, you know, if he's... Mike, I kind of feel like if you're, 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 your skews... You have a huge amount of SKUs basically covering almost everything diesel in the marketplace. Is there any reason why you, you wouldn't have the 3-liter? 
No, it's, I can tell you all that stuff is coming. It's like, we don't have the, the 2020, uh, Chevy long bed yet, you know, either it's while the progression of the development and the release of tanks has sped up, we also have to prioritize what was important. And I can tell you that we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, requests from customers willing to pay money right now today for a Dodge tank. And these, these requests date back years versus a smaller amount for, you know, the new smaller Chevy Duramaxes. So we, we have to take stuff. We, we can't do multiple tanks at one time. Uh, you know, to do a mold is very expensive and very time consuming because you still have to, while well, we can laser scan everything and do it all with high tech, the actual mold of our product is is done with a big giant block of wood and guys working by hand to craft the mold that is used to, to make manufacture the tanks. So it's it's still a longer process in that we can't do you know three tanks at once. You know we can do we can do two at once, but with that it just everything has to fall in line. So. You know, the new Chevy Chev or the Chevy 2020 short beds, uh, you, you know, are there. Uh, the long beds coming. We've got, you know, the, the, the smaller 1500 trucks are coming. Uh, we've got some other stuff that I can't really talk about publicly yet. We're, you know, with, with current state of things too, it's, it's slowing some stuff down. And we, we try to, to launch based on, uh, market demand as well as market events, and we we always like to hold a little bit close to our chest for uh, for SEMA for for big reveals there. So I'll leave it at that. But there's there's stuff coming that everyone, uh, well not everyone, but those who have the trucks are demanding it and want it. Come on, Mike. What are you saying about the Truck Show podcast? We're not big enough for your uh, world uh, premiere? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, but, but here, here's the thing. If I told you right now we were coming out with a truck for the 1500 Duramax, the phones are going to ring off the hook tomorrow. You're People welcome. Going, How big is this <laughs> going to cost? Well, those sorts of things, we truly don't know until we've done all of our field testing and all of that sort of stuff. It's People like building a hamburger, Mike. So it's like a restaurant where you walk in and the dude says it's five bucks for your hamburger. And then finds out it takes them yep. five fifty to make it when you uh, add in the uh, the butter on the bread All and the, the mayo comments. and it's, it's it's not so much the pricing is really it is the the capacity we've we've been at a place before I mean well like with the new fifty two gallon uh, Ram tank we we really until about two months before release thought we were going to be at 50 gallons and through again development engineering all of that sort of stuff we were able to to get more capacity out of it and you know we didn't if we would have told people 50 gallons four months ago i mean yes they'd be surprised but you know at the same time we need to have the correct market information out there did you know that a 52 gallon ram tank is opening up at uh (laughs) coachella yeah coachella Coachella was canceled (laughs) oh they're not they're they're actually they're actually playing online shows right now just to keep their fans happy (laughs) facetime hey uh, mike you have a uh, pretty robust website with a lot of great information and you've got this great frequently asked questions page so i figured Rather than uh, Lightning and I sitting here trying to figure out what to ask you, why don't we just go down and answer some of your popular FAQs? Wait a minute. Did, did you see the first question on here? Yes. Is how, is can I fit? Are gravity this. fed? No, 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 no. The question okay. Okay. is. All right, all right, go. What do I do if I have a Chevy, a 1966 Chevy no, C20 that's not on with a page. Duramax swap no. on airbags? No. How do I fit one of your tanks? No. 
into the it's bed not because on no, here. no, it doesn't have that. That is not the first question. <laughs> Nothing about it. Does a not want to give shit. you a really? fuel tank. Oh, he might yeah, give if you. I told you the cost to do a custom mold. You wouldn't ask that question again. Uh, <laughs> have you? you would be the only guy with it, or maybe there'd be two other guys in the world. Have you met Lightning? I guarantee you, he'd ask I that again. I bet it's. Uh, I bet it's thirty grand, isn't it? Oh, it's it's well above that. Oh, is it really? Oh, I'm oh, out. I'm sorry, out. that's it. That, that was your high. <laughs> yeah. That was your high price. I would have paid. Th- I would have paid twenty nine, thirty grand uh, for, yeah. for a fuel tank on no, the. Uh, no. no. Hmm, okay. All right. Hey, Mike. Answer me this: Are gravity feed in bed diesel fuel tanks legal? Yes and and no. I mean, it depends on where you're at and the state and you know the the, the local regulations. The the reality is 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 gravity feed is. We'll, we'll say it direct. It's it's old school, you know, and they're, they're not overly safe. There's not ways to monitor, control them, so you can have overfill situations, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And it's why we've we've gone away from it. Uh, you know, we, we we sell transfer tanks you can put in the bed, and if you want to go and do that, you can do that. But you know, we we don't suggest it for for anybody just for for safety reasons alone, not that it's going to catch on fire, explode or any of that sort of stuff. But, you know, we all know guys that have used a gravity feed system and come out to their t- truck in the morning and find, you know, five gallons of fuel laying on the ground, uh, you know, because the system didn't shut off it overfilled, you know, all of those sorts of things. And it's just, it's, you know, it's just, it's old school. It's, it's like propane with diesel. Now I, I used to be a marketing guy at Bully Dog a long time ago and you know, when I started with company, propane was was it. Well, how many guys are really running propane anymore? Zero. <laughs> how about uh, will my fuel gauge be accurate with a Titan tank? Yeah, this is a weird one. So your your fuel gauge, the actual gauge in your in your dash is going to be right. You know, it's it's done by a float in all trucks. So the floats at the top, it reads full. When it goes down, the, the the gauge goes down. Now it goes slower because the capacity is larger, and so to get the half tank takes you a longer amount of time. Uh, what is won't be correct is your distance till empty, uh, you know, and mileage type electronic readings. All of those are programmed into the computer truck, and there's there's aftermarket tuners that can reflash to correct those. Uh, we don't sell those. We don't offer them any of that sort of stuff. And so, to some customers, those are very important features. You know, they they want to be able to watch that gauge because I, I don't think that a lot of people realize that that's not a true number either. I, I've driven my truck well past where it said I had zero miles left to go. Oh, we know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we've had that conversation yeah. on the show uh, about which is why we wanted to invite you on because we had this whole thing about driving on the yellow light and and which ones are optimistic and which ones aren't. Well, I made it here to work and it said this is just a couple weeks ago and we were talking about it on the show. Yeah, that I, it said 31 miles till empty and it was like 36 miles here and I went past, went for it went for it and I made it but uh, they're just it, they're, no, and they're then not there accurate. was a time in Yuma Arizona where I didn't make it so <laughs> yeah, there's that true. too how about oh here's a good one is the Titan fuel tank as durable as the original stock equipment tank yeah I mean we're really we're we're more durable we're, we're tougher than the stock tank you know the the stock tank is made to to be a, a tank for everybody you know we we're all recreational guys, whether we're horse guys, off-road guys, race car guys, motorcycle guys, whatever. 
we know how customers use their trucks. And so, you know, we, we build a tank that, you know, can, can handle that kind of abuse. Uh, you know, if, if you look on our social media, you look on our website, I'm sure a couple of places, I mean, you'll see, you know, our, our, we have a super duty that, you know, we've called Moab and King of the Hammers, Johnson Valley, uh, you know, not, not, not wussy type crawling. We're talking aggressive breaking stuff, uh, you know, suspension parts, you know, shearing off and all that sort of stuff. We've, we've scraped the tanks across, you know, rock bottom after rock bottom on all sorts of stuff. And, you know, we don't have issue. And so, yeah, I don't want to say it's better than, but we're we're bigger and we're tougher. So you know, we'll we'll leave it up to the customer to decide if uh, if that's worth it. And you also do offer those shields, right? The uh, skid plates for a lot of the applications. We we do for most of our our older tanks, but uh, where has it been? Three years ago now, we we developed a new series of tanks. They're called our Gen Six tanks, and the Again, technology and the designing process with those really makes the the, the, the shield obsolete. Uh, you know, it, we, we, we could sell them, but all it would be doing is taking customers' money for no reason, and we don't want to be that company. So, yeah, we could sell you a shield for our new Gen 6 tanks, but it's not needed, so why try to sell you one? Well, what you is, know, is it just it, a lot uh, thicker? What's the story? Yeah, material composition and, and thickness as well as, some development, uh, you know, engineering stuff to to make the bellies uh, of the tank stronger. Uh, I've got another one here. How uh, far does the Titan fuel tank hang down uh, than the stock tank? <laughs> if, if ranges, it depends on each model. You can you can count on an inch to you know almost three inches lower than the stock tank. Uh, and while that sounds like a lot, you know, people see three inches and you know, kind of freak out a little bit. The reality is there's still a lot of other stuff hanging down well below that, you know, whether it's leaf spring brackets or, you know, your, your rear diff, you know, even the frame rail in some cases, you know, there's other stuff that's hanging lower than, than any of our tanks do. So, you know, it's, it's not like we're hanging down three inches lower than. <laughs> All right. I got to stop you. Right. Hold, hold on. Seriously. A hold on, hold I've on. been waiting this whole time. Oh, wow, he I gave you, can't... it's like T-ball. The ball is on the tee. I couldn't hear not on a roll. I'm not going to interrupt him for. That's what she said. Thank or, you. That's what she said. Or that's what she said. All right. Uh, that's what she said. Okay. All right. He, I know he had this was hanging down lower than that hanging down lower, but it was always, he kept saying he kept ending the the sentence with tank. He didn't say it's just hanging down lower. That is what then uh-huh. he kept saying the tank is hanging. Oh, I'm sure there's ruining. I'm sure the tank comes into play somewhere. It did. Did I just mean in the vernacular of uh, subculture? If you know what I mean. Yeah. So his yeah. tanks don't hang down lower. That's what she said. All right. Uh, hey, so uh, will the Titan tank compromise my smog test? That's what she said. No, no she did not say that. Oh, Jen. Oh, no. My, my timing's off? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we used up all of our HR credits on this one. Lightning got in trouble yeah, about a month we, ago from uh, HR, so he's been... Lightning, what is wrong with you? We all laugh. I don't know. <laughs> we all laugh because we know the reality is, is how many people get away around that, those things. But no, I mean, we are... 50 state legal, including California and CARB. You know, we meet and exceed all regulations. You can use our tanks, uh, you know, where, wherever you live and uh, without issue. And how about your warranty, my friend? 
Like I said earlier, unconditional lifetime, you know, you can jump off a cliff and uh, land on the belly and, you know, we'll, we'll replace it for you if, if it was to break, uh, you know, other than taking it out for target practice, you're, you're covered with us. And we're all made in the States. I mean, we, you know, everything is made right here. Nothing's farmed out. All of our tanks are made right here in the USA. All right. So go to TitanFuelTanks.com and they've got a uh, truck finder. So you just put in your make, model, and year. And it'll tell you what they offer for your truck. And then where are you on Instagram and Facebook, Mike? Same thing. You can find us Titan Fuel Tanks both places, uh, Insta and Facebook. And, uh, you know, I'll say we're fairly active at least daily and uh, sometimes more. Awesome. awesome. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. We've uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about uh, fuel like, tanks and range. Yeah. Easy, easy. <laughs> no, gonna, no, 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 really. No, because you self oh, did yeah. that. Okay, you can't. Did, yeah, yeah, you. you it has yeah, to be no. someone else. Yeah, it has to be from somebody push else. The All easy. Right. Okay. Uh, poor <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate the time, guys, and you having me on for sure. I've got uh, one more thing for you. That uh, starting tomorrow, we're running a promo. You uh, you buy a tank. Uh, Titan tank and your first tank of fuel is is on us. Uh, every tank purchase gets a seventy five dollar uh, prepaid credit card, and uh, so we're we're filling your first tank up for free. Or if you're in California, you get half the tank. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, our oh yeah, our prices have dropped. They what, have dropped. What are it's they at nice. right now? What's diesel running right now? Uh, I want to say it's it's pretty good. It's pretty affordable. I mean, the last week or so. I want to say it was in the low threes. Yeah, I think uh, gas was in the high twos, wasn't well, it? Where are you, Mike? Are you uh, you said Idaho? Yeah, we're we're in Idaho. Gas is about two thirteen right now for regular, and diesel is right about two thirty ish. Oh man, I need to move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, Mike. This has been great. We really appreciate you checking in with us. All right, thanks for the time, guys. All right, brother, have a good thanks. one. Thanks. Right. Later. Right. So, Holman, uh, is it safe to say that Titan will not be offering a 1966 Chevy C20 midship fuel tank anytime soon? Uh, depends if you have 50 grand or not. Nope. Sure don't. <laughs> All right, well, then uh, how about know your note? Ah. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right, Holman, first up is uh, on my deck here, I've got Doug Bassett. Doug Bassett. Do you have an email that corresponds to Doug's audio? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> you don't seem very confident. Uh, I've got a pile, and I'm trying not to uh, – I don't want to give it away for myself. Oh. So, so I'm not going to look you... until after we play it. Oh, okay. That way we can get – All right, so I'm going to play Here we go. Let's uh, know your note. Do you know your notes? I'm going small block Chevy. I'm also going small block Chevy. All right. Hold it on. clearly as an aftermarket exhaust, though, right? And it's yeah, it's got something. It's got a, a it's got a cam in it because it's lopy. But I think I still think it's a. I'm gonna say nobody. I'm gonna say 350 or bigger. Okay. Are we going to say what truck it's in? No, there's no way to know. This is yeah. know your note, not know your truck. <laughs> Good point. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Open the envelope. All right. This is from uh, the Doug. Doug Bassett. The Doug. All right. Thank uh, you, Doug. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. For those of you who are playing at home or in the car or the truck, mm-hmm. Doug Bassett's note was from a 383 small block Chevy. <laughs> Come on down! Nice. By the way, he says, uh, good enough cam lope. Thanks, comp cams. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Oh, all right. So we, cams. We were, uh, we were, I, I will give us a, uh, a yes on that one. Okay, yeah. Know your notes. So the next one is going to be from Eric Steffens. Okay. That sounds rad. I gotta say that sounds to me like a. I'm going semi truck. Yeah, like a trash truck or something. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a semi or some sort of commercial heavy duty so truck. That's a is that a Caterpillar then? A uh, Cummins, a Detroit. I'm gonna go Caterpillar. Uh, international. I don't even know. I'm just going. You got to pick one. I say duty Caterpillar. Diesel. You say okay. Pick one. I, 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 Cummins. The Cummins. G, the G is silent. Okay. All right, and all right. Here is the email. The answer to the note provided by Eric Steffens is, mm-hmm. gentlemen, the engine in question is a Detroit Diesel 12V71 in a Wapco Quarry dump truck. Dump truck. We were both wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. Well, we knew it was, uh, it was heavy machinery. Yeah, it was. I mean, we uh, was that a half? Can we give us a, a day instead of a ding? No. <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me try and do it. Hold on. No, nah, no, I can't no. Clip it fast can't do it fast yeah. enough. All right. So well, a, a 12V71. Uh, in Detroit parlance, is that a 7.1 liter 12 cylinder? I think that's how they do it, right? Are you looking at me and asking that question? You don't know? You're no, Mr. Diesel. I, I don't know. No, I don't know those engines. Uh, okay, so Detroit Diesel has always uh, had their, their naming uh, convention uh, so that you can figure out what the engine is. So let's They've just... been to a naming convention? They have been to that a naming convention. That would be wild. I want to go to that. All right, so here it is. Uh, oh, yes, this is the, uh, the two-stroke. Uh, two-stroke diesel engine series, inline and V configurations. Let's see what it says here. It's the uh, Series 71. Uh, so it says the first number of the model series designation refers to the number of cylinders. So I was right. It's a 12. And the second, the 71, is the nominal displacement per cylinder in cubic inches. Uh, so it's 1.2 liters uh, per cylinder, 70.93 cubic inches. So that would be 1.2 liters times 12. The big-ass engine. Oh, my God. What is that math? Hold on. Do some quick math. You said what? It's 1.2 liters per cylinder times 12 cylinders. That would be a 14.4 liter. <laughs> Moving right along. And you didn't even come close to hitting the trash trying. can. I wasn't trying. Oh, okay. You can't because the trash can's blocked. Oh, yeah. The trash can does have a lot of trash in it. Because nobody's been in this building for three weeks. And I want so... you to do an overhead shot. Okay. Over the head shot. Yeah! Oh, nice. Yeah. Can you yeah, do it again? That was, that was well a sky hook. Did you There's, see that? Yeah, sky There's no way you'll do it twice. Not even close. That was all but luck. But I already made it. So. All luck. And the third one is just uh, all not even happening. That's ah, awful. Awful. No, you're not even close. Give it up. Give it <laughs> all up. Right, all right. right. Next one up is Harrison Lutman. Harrison Lutman. 
know your notes. Alright. Sounds good. Yeah, what is that? It's a V8. Yeah. In what? Gas. I wish you would there's rev a, it. Listen, there's kind of a ticking. Hear that? I'm going to say it's direct injected, maybe? Probably fuel injectors? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's smoothed out at the end. I'm going to say dual overhead cam, so it's okay. either going to be a Titan 5.6, a Tundra 5.6 or 4.7, or a Ford Coyote. Or a Ford Mod Motor, but it didn't sound like a Mod Motor to me. I'm going Japanese on this. I don't know. I don't know. You got nothing? I got nothing. I'm going Japanese. Okay. I, I'm not going any more specific You're not than saying that. it's the uh, uh, Tundra? I mean, it could be. You want to go Tundra? I'll go Tundra. All right. Yeah. All right. Know your notes. Let's find out. All right. This is from Harrison L., says, guys, I heard you all ask for one of these a while ago. Scroll down for the answer. Thank you. And five stars. This engine belongs to a 2002 Toyota Tundra 4.7. Oh! Lightning. Lightning's first one. <laughs> I've done it before. I know. By I accident. Know. By accident. Oh, my God. Wow, look at you. Uh, 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 yes. Says it's been slightly modified. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm saying. All right, what's next? Let's uh, take a look at here. We got Justin Sayer. I'm saying... Uh, That's a, that's a Duramax. It's a Duramax. It's 100%. It's got to be a Duramax. Because it sounds like a V8, and the Fords kind of have a sweeter sound to it, and that's sort of a little little more raspy around the edges, so I'm going he's got exhaust or something on it. And it's a little, the idle's just a little higher than normal, yeah. so I think that's got to be like race ready. He's done something. He's got a tune or something. All right, on and it. that was from Justin Sayer. Mm -hmm. Justin Sayer. All right, for those of you playing at home, if you guessed... A 2001 Chevy 3500 LB7 Duramax with a 4-inch straight pipe turbo back with a 5-inch exhaust tip. You have won this Know Your Note. Well done. That's two for you. But I would be I would be ashamed of you if you didn't get that one. All right, so apparently I... Know your notes. Yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm impressed with me so far. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. Uh, okay, so next up is I got uh, Michael Brooks. Oh, that that's a, a clue. Giveaway. That was a giveaway. Yeah. One more time. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard that. I know what it is, but let's see what. Oh, my God. But I, I know what that the truck is. has multiple engines in it, so let's uh, see what the engine okay. is. Okay. I got this. Oh, this kills me because I've heard that. Yeah, you know you should know that ding. <sighs> that that feels like it that feels RAM. Uh-huh. RAM yeah, so what? That's the it's the it's the V eight. Okay. Uh uh the uh it's the Hemi. 
Thank you. Like, okay. Was it that hard to pull it out of you? Well, yeah, I couldn't think of the word Hemi for some reason. All right, that was from, uh, was it Michael Brooks, right? Uh, that's correct, Michael Brooks. All right. If you're playing at home and you said 2010 Dodge Ram 1500 5.7 liter Hemi, this one with shorty headers and a Flowmaster Super 10, you, sir, know your note. The dinger gave it away. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. that could have been a Chevy small block, and nope. That we we would have failed, but we got it. Yeah. All right, next one is from Ryan Garrett. Garrett. Ryan Garrett. You have that one? Oh, oh I just made it you again. Made it the the off the rim. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, that was uh, smooth. Smooth? Yeah, with a B. <laughs> yes, I got Ryan. Let's go. Hey, Lightning Holman. This is Ryan Garrett. I'm from Rexburg, Idaho. Born and raised in Washington State. I'm going to give you my know your note. Did I hear a blower? The fuel. I don't know. It's a V8. Yeah. It's gas. I thought I heard a blower. But maybe not. Maybe that's just high fuel pressure. It's not a Titan, is it? No. Too lopy. Yeah. Titan's way smoother than that. All right, I'll let you guys think about it. Pause it here. <laughs> I love I, it. Pause I, it here. I'm pausing. <sighs> um, gas V8. Nah, I'm going gas V8. I'm going small block Chevy. I don't think so. You go, what, Ram? We just did a Ram. I don't think it's a Ram either. It doesn't... It's from different people. I No, I, I, I get it, but this was... The pulse was slower. Hmm... I don't know. All right. All right let's I, see what I'm, he says. I'm stumped. There's my 1998 Dodge Dakota V8 Magnum 5.2 liter. Oh! I'm a new listener. Started listening to episode 106 talking about the truck top tents. I've seen them around. They're sick. I love Bozeman. I have some family up there, so that's really cool that they are located up there. Also, all their shocks. I can't wait until they come out with some off-road capable shocks so I can put some on my Dakota. Thanks for the content, guys. Love it. Love listening to you at work. Five stars. Keep it up. Yay! Very nice. Ryan, thanks for checking in. And by the way, thanks for stumping us with something totally different. Know your notes. I don't know that we've had a uh, 5.2 Magnum Dakota on the show before. So, uh, Ryan Garrett from Rexburg, Idaho. Thanks, brother. Next one up is Tim Gilbert. He's got two clips. I'll play the first. Sounds like a. That's high. That sounds like a four-cylinder, like an old Nissan or something, or a V6. Nah, I'm gonna say it's a mini truck. That's a high idle though. But it's maybe it's cold. Yeah, well, my I, I agree with you. Well, there's another one. Should I play the other one? I think that's the answer. Oh, so let's play mm. play that one again. I'm going a four-cylinder with like a Flowmaster or something. Toyota, like uh, with an R22. Yeah, could be. But like old, not even EFI, like carbureted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. We're going to be wrong. Yeah, we're going to be wrong. All right, so I, uh, hmm. All right, if you're playing at home, here's Tim Gilbert's answer. Do we know your notes? I don't think so. Well, Tim's got another clip. Should we play this one too? Looks uh, like, maybe, uh, maybe that'll help us. Yeah, all right.
odd engine sound. Is that even street legal or is it an implement? I'm feeling like it's a... I feel like he's messing with us. You do? Yeah. Something tells me it's like a Toyota with an R22. All right. I'm I'm unconvinced. There are certain parts of that where I was thinking it sounded sort of industrial. No, it did because it was... It, it breathed heavy. Yeah, and it had a high idle. All right. So do you know what it is? Yes. Just open the video. Okay. And if you were playing at home... Tim is backing up in his driveway in a long bed slam Toyota. No way! With, uh, it would be the era of a 22RE. No! Dude, I'm impressed. Well done. Um, it just at certain points, it sounded weird, but it, it definitely, I think it's like, I, I can't see the grill, so I don't know if it's like a uh, 84, 85. Can I see it? Let me see. Well, it's a four, oh, I think this has a 4 by 4 grill. I'm Hold watching on. it. That's see. a four by four grill, right? It does look like it, but who slams a four by? So he just changed the front clip. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. So they put the four by front clip on it, and it looks like it has four by fenders. Yeah, and it looks like a long bed, and it's an extra cab. It's I'm. It's like eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, somewhere in there. But I can't. I can't be sure. Huh. So Tim, write back to us, truckshowpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, let us know the year of that thing and what the engine is. But we're going with a uh, a twenty two. 22RE. Carburetor or fuel injected? I want to know. I'm just saying that I think I... Know your note. I know my note. You do know your note. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say accident. I would say uh, I would say luck. Uh, I think that's some experience. I spent a lot of time in the beds of Toyotas, no, Slam Toyota mini trucks back in the day. Um, so I just think I know should that I, sound Should there maybe? be a follow-up question uh, to that? That's because I installed car stereos. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. You I were a uh, woofer guy. You were that guy. I was the woofer king. Were you the Woofer King? Different than the Lion King was it, or whatever they call it. Was him. that Jay Exotic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jay Exotic. If anybody else wants to uh, share their vehicle so we can see if Lightning and I know our notes, then uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or leave something on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, and let's find out if Lightning and I can know your note. Know your notes. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right, Holman, now I feel like it's a natural segue into Five Star Hotline. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the Five Star Hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the Five Star Hotline. Five Star Hotline. Hey, you silly guys. Lightning and Holman, this is Mike from Danville. Just listening to a Know Your Note segment, and I cannot believe you guys didn't nail it. You should be ashamed of yourself. It was yeah. a it. GM 5.0. Uh, you know that question that you just asked uh, mm-hmm. about, do you think there's people in their cars banging on their dashboards? It's this guy. Yeah, Mike from Danville. There you are. Free, <laughs> And you could clearly hear the infamous knock that all older 5.3s make. All of mine sure have. You you guys, you got to get it together. You're better than that. <laughs> We're not better than uh, that. I've got to know your note. I'll send it to you later via email. 
it, it'll be a funny one. It, you should be, again, ashamed of yourselves if you don't get it. Mounted parameters and five stars. Keep up the great work. Love the audio quality. Thanks, guys. Review! Five stars! Holman, truckless. If you're listening here, you're... Hey, not you anymore! Know. It doesn't apply anymore! <laughs> oh, I got a truck! I got a truck! Well, you've had a truck, you just got a pink slip and registration. True. So I'm I'm, I'm going to absolve you of your truck sins <laughs> right now, my son. Thank you. And uh, about the SUV question. Hey, um, I'm not I'm not a long-haul driver. I'm a dedicated from Salt Lake City to Denver, Denver to Salt Lake City. I live in Salt Lake City. Listened to the episode a couple times. Enjoyed it. Five stars. Keep mounting those parameters. Yeah, buddy. And I'll tell you what. I was a truck instructor. You guys need anything? Uh, no. You guys can always give me a shout out. Iowa is the biggest truck stop. It has several tractor trailers inside their showroom. Mount Bucky. Sorry, truckless. <laughs> All right. Keep up the good podcast, guys. Talk to you later. It's not like I was going to go to the mat on that. We were having the discussion. Yeah, I said, which uh-huh. is the biggest? I thought it was Bucky's, and you said and it was I-80. No, it's I-80. And I said, and, okay. And I have a trip through I-80 sometime in the next few months when the, the virus is And done then I said, I get people. catalogs from I-80. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, they're the biggest. I said, okay. By the way, did you see the Google uh, voice translation on this one? Uh, yeah. Almond oh. chocolate. <laughs> you're listening to here again about the SUV question. Oh, Google, you suck so bad at doing this. Almond chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. Hey, Lightning. Hey, Holman. It's Kendall Rush, better known as Mongo. Hey, guys. Uh- we now know his name. <laughs> I know. Didn't know. I didn't Mongo's know Mongo's name. And Kendall Rush is a way cooler name than Mongo. Yeah, Kendall Rush is uh- now driving your semi-truck. Kendall Rush. Well, no, no, no. Or the Ken- smooth si- stylings no, no. of uh, Kendall Rush? No, no, no. no. Oh, what Ken- is it? Kendall Rush is a Chippendale dancer in Vegas. I thought Kendall Rush was like a, uh, a a wide receiver on a football team. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah? Huh. Yeah. All right. Just listening to the latest podcast here. After all, it is Monday. On the way home from picking up a set of tires for my son's truck, N07 Super Duty, we're rebuilding practically from the ground up. But that's a whole different story. I wanted to tell you about my almost running out of gas story. And it's interesting because it's actually not in a truck. It was in my very first car on my very first trip to town when I had my very, very new driver's license. It's a 1979 Ford Granada. You know what this reminds me of is the time I rescued my dad on the side of the freeway because he ran out of gas mm-hmm. because apparently the low fuel light actually burned out in his dashboard. Oh, geez. And so he had run out, and my mom yelled at him. And she's So like, wait, this is pre-LED. Yes. And she's like, you need to not wait to fill up because now your gas light doesn't even work. And uh, my dad calls me. He's like, hey, um, can you uh, come to the freeway and bring me <laughs> gas? And I'm like, uh, yeah. What Does mom know? Nope. <laughs> Granada green with a white vinyl top and a cat on the side, you know. Mid-90s, parts store decal set cat, kind of looked like Chester the Cheetah, Cheetah the Chester, whatever he was. I had uh, painted this car. I did a lot of work to it. Bought it for, I think, $150. As like every Granada in the world, it was rotten. It needed <laughs> leaf springs. It needed a fuel tank. Oh, you should uh, talk to Mike. I ended up putting a transmission in it. I painted it, used every ounce of lacquer paint we had left in the garage, mixed them all together, 
and came up with the exact same green that the thing was painted. <laughs> it was interesting. That's, uh, that's amazing. I rubbed that car so much because it was lacquer and I wanted it to shine that the next-door neighbor's son asked his dad, Dad, he must really love that car because he's been rubbing on it for two weeks. Yes, I buffed that car for two weeks. It shined like no other 1979 Ford Granada in emerald green with... By the way, a line nobody in the history of ever has ever uttered. It, it shined, shined like, like no other Ford Granada. <laughs> green. That's like nice Prius. <laughs> Said no one ever. Yeah, right. Vinyl interior and a white vinyl Cartier top. You you got to pick. White vinyl yeah. top. I love it. Oh, so I, I'm envisioning that car in my mind right now, and I'm going, yeah. Just got my license, was headed to town, had a wallet full of money and a gas tank that was doggone near empty. I didn't know it, though, because, remember, I had just changed that fuel tank. I had put probably five gallons of fuel in it, but on the multiple trips of in and out of the garage as I was buffing the car for the two weeks and all the other things I was doing to it while I was working on it, of course, I ran it out of gas. So living in western Pennsylvania, up and down the hills on the way into town, I uh, lived about 15 minutes from town. Well, no, not quite that far. It was about five miles. Cruising into town, going up one hill, the little 250 in line six started to uh, tell me that I was. Go! Oh, <laughs> cut him off! They cut him off! Oh, boy, wait, here it, it continues on this next one. Oh, it is? I, I, we cannot have the story oh finished. God! <laughs> that was a cliffhanger. So apparently, Google Voice will cut you off after three minutes. Me again, Jaboobly. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm long winded tonight because I heard the little girl tell me goodbye. At any rate, cruising up a hill, a little 256, much like the story that Holman tells of the flat fender as he was climbing up over the hill. Well, I made it over that hill, and thank heavens that that was the last hill. From there, I coasted. Neutral, engine not running. Oh, man. No brake applications. Nobody for, for miles around. I believe it was a Saturday midday coasting for doggone near three miles all the way into town and slowly just ever so slowly coasted right up you know it in front of the gas pump yes (laughs) i lucked out didn't have to push mongo my man put gas in it had to uh pump the carburetor a couple times you know get prime back up and uh she fired right back up and away we were we went. As always, keep up the good work. I continue listening. I can't wait to hear about the Bronco because it is coming. It is now March the 2nd. And FOMO Co. promised me that they were going to show us the new Ford Bronco in March. So, uh, Holman, looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the Bronco. Talk to you guys later. Five stars. Five star review! Five stars! So, great story. We love hearing about your running out of fuel story, 657-205-6105. And about that Bronco, you can thank the COVID because uh, Ford canceled all the programs in March. It's probably now April when you're hearing this, and they have not been rescheduled, and I can't tell you anything more than that. And at some point, I hope to be able to share. Embargo. I hate you. All right, next one on the five-star hotline. Five-star. 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 
Lightning, Holman, Riley Watson again. Uh, I'm only on episode 66, but I'm catching up fast. I'm currently driving a 1974 square body Chevy with the SM465. Gotta say, it's pretty mint. Hoping to catch up and wondering if I'll see either of you guys at uh, Jeep Safari. See ya. I think he was just calling a gloat. So, uh, <laughs> funny thing about that, thanks to the frickin' COVID, that got canceled too. I was supposed to be on an airplane mm-hmm. tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is last week when you hear this, to head out to Easter Jeep Safari in my uh, my new jail. Yeah, not happening. Nope. Are we going to do the road trip? Uh, I mean, I got to go pick it up at some point. I said I would pay for fuel. Uh, that's basically the... Uh, one of the better offers right now to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Holman. Well, that was a uh, good five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. Five-star. 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 Hotline. All right. Well, uh, on that note, what do you say we uh, get some reviews in before we end the show? Do we have new reviews? We haven't done reviews in months. We're over 700 reviews now. What? Yeah, you guys are awesome. People still tolerate us? Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I mean, I guess so. So uh, if someone wanted to leave a review, what would they do? They go to Apple. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Okay. Uh, or steal a phone at the Apple Store and don't get caught and throw us, uh, throw us down five stars. We did have a listener that got kicked out of an Apple Store for leaving too many reviews I mean, on the I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got one from uh, The Ben Porter. He says, uh, the five-star truck show podcast, Jabubli and Hubba Bubba work overtime to bring us the best quality <laughs> podcasts out there. High-quality guys, high-quality truck dudes, high-quality guests combined with high-quality audio to make this podcast one of the best out there. It improves my commute substantially. Do yourself a favor and check them out in five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Oh, we're doing we're the, rusty. Yeah. Wow. Let's try, we haven't done that in a long time. Try it again. Uh, we'll do another, no, better no, no, on no. the next we one. We got another one. I uh, got one here from Kipster E, new listener. Got to admit, first time I heard the opening jingle, I almost quit. But then I'm glad it kept going. <laughs> Tons of great interviews and truck info. Great guests as well. Keep up the good work. And uh, five-star review. Yeah, buddy. All the best, Kip. Five stars. There we go. Yeah, we're getting back into it. Uh, how about this one from Sugar Baisley? Uh, so entertaining. So much fun. I'm always in a better mood after listening. Best podcast to have on in the shop. Yeah, buddy. Hashtag yeah, buddy. And five, five stars. stars. All right. Uh, we've got one from Flip. Flip, flip, 671, <laughs> and the title is five stars. Truckless, a.k.a. Lightning Man. No. You gotta, we got to amend these. Yeah, dude, I have a pink slip, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I own a 1966 Chevy C20. I'm glad you just did all that because I haven't read his review. I just read ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Truckless, a.k.a. Lightning, gets a little whiny from time to time. Holman is great, though. Overall... Five stars. I know you're supposed to do that with me. No. Overall, five stars. Five stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I won't be whiny. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm going to deepen my voice a little bit. I don't think it's the pitch of your voice he's talking about. Whiny? Just because I complain a lot? (laughs) This is something like that. Dude, I'm real. What's up, bro? Don't come at me like that. Turn your headlights on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, got this one from... uh, Bass Triton 63, fun show. These guys are goofy and bring lots of truck industry news and interviews. It's fun to listen to. And five, five stars. stars. All right. We've got, uh, how about F-150 short wide? Show is great. Wait, wait. F-150 short wide? Yeah. That's a, a regular cab short bed of like the bump side or uh, dead side eras. Okay. Yeah. People Sound like short he was wide? making something up there. No, all good. I got some short wide in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Love this show. Always look forward to listening to it on my Monday delivery runs. And- Five stars. Five stars. All right. How about uh, 
High speed sledder. Uh, he Ooh, says high speed sledder. You said high speed sledder. Okay, I just making sure you pronounced it clearly. High sledder. Speed sledder. Sounded like there was a U the first time in there. High speed sledder. Okay, good. And he <laughs> says, uh, Dale, yeah. I don't know why he says Dale, yeah, but I don't know. He says Dale, yeah. Enlightenment and wholesome. Enlightenment <laughs> and wholesome. Which I thought I should be in the enlightening one. Oh, anyway. Uh, since the first podcast I've listened to onward, I've been addicted. You guys do a great job covering new trucks as well as the aftermarket world and tailing all of trucks. I particularly like listening to the Overland podcast. A gentleman that you all would like to have on is Mike Glover from Fieldcraft Survival's podcast. I'll have to look into that. Thank you both for going in depth with everything truck, like calibration and performance. I always listen to TSP driving my 2017 Freightliner day cab with a Cummins ISL 9, Allison 6-speed pulling a Bud Light delivery trailer. No way! <laughs> Keep up the good work and 5 MF in five stars! That was strong. We, yeah, got, a, we a, got a Bud Light delivery guy. That's listening. solid. I, I, I'm uh, not going to lie. Uh, you want to do a couple more? Sure, yeah. All right, how about from uh, Scooter53E? Great podcast. Been listening since episode 30. I circled back and binge listened to the first 29. Can't wait for each week's episode to appear. Great topical content, expertise, humor, and fun. Didn't like the jingles at first, but they grew on me now, and I find myself singing along. LOL. Keep up the great work. Yeah, buddy. Mounted parameters and... Five stars! Man, that is a common thread. No one likes the jingles at first. But they all start singing them after a while. Uh, Great show. This one's from Eric. Ah... That's what it says. Ah, Eric. A A A A A A A A A A A A A A Ron. Something like that. He says super knowledgeable with honest hosts, great guests, and discussion, and five stars. Man, I mean, I don't know if I can read any more. This is an embarrassment of riches. I'm gonna. We're gonna leave it right there. All right. I think that's it. I can stop there. This is good, man. Wow. You guys are the best. Listen, if you want to leave us a review, just go to Apple. Steal someone's phone, type it in. Five stars, Truck Show Podcast, right there. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. And of course, you can always reach us on our socials at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or uh, Truck Podcast on the old Twitter. I think we're up to 83 now. I'm, I don't look at it, do you? Nope. Well, then why do you talk about it? Every time. Every single show we have this discussion. Because I love watching you get all riled up over it. I just don't like... You know what? It's not just I don't like Twitter. I don't like people who use Twitter. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Is that what it is? Now I'm giving in to that guy who just gave me a nasty review. Ah, uh, it's perfect. Lightning whines too much. <laughs> hey, if you want to comment about that, lightning's whining, talk about a uh, <laughs> running out of gas story, or you have a badass new intro for us... Uh, Leave the uh, message, 657-205-6105 on the five-star hotline, or, of course, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we want to thank Nissan. You guys are the best over Nissan for supporting us for over two years now. Going on three. They just signed up. That is freaking bonkers. So get down to your local Nissan dealer, or if you're quarantined and you can't get out of your house, NissanUSA.com. Check out that brand-new 2020 Titan. Oh, my God. The Fender audio system is to die or build and price on NissanUSA.com. Oh, good call. I'm going to get, what's the gray color that we love? No, no, no. It's the, the sand. The tan, Baja Storm. Oh, Baja Storm. It's the yeah. moody tan. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. So what would happy tan be? Uh, I think just, just a like straight a, beige. Like a non-Prozac tan. Uh, almost buttercup yellow, but not quite. A little more brown. Okay. Yeah, like a field of uh, muddy yellow flowers. <laughs> muddy yellow flowers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Is is that a good ritual? Because it's just ripping through the flowers and it's getting up on the truck and it's just... No? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. I'm trying to I'm going to I want people to visualize the the, the brown I'm going to start naming color. pink colors for uh for OEs. Muddy yellow flowers. Muddy yellow flowers. <laughs> that's weird cuz they're playing the Roxy yeah, tonight I, on Sunset I Boulevard. I know. I know. No, they're not because the show got canceled. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fortunately, this show hasn't got canceled. You know why? Because we have really good partners like Decked and Innova. And no one knows we're in this building. That's <laughs> yeah, seriously true. Nobody's here right they would now. They kick us out if they knew we were here. Uh, yeah. we, I mean, we have our ways. Yeah. All right. So uh, at Decked USA on social or Decked.com, check out one of the uh, most innovative storage solutions for your truck or van. And uh, instead of pulling out that freaking black electrical tape and covering up that annoying yellow check engine light, I-N-N-O-V-A, Innova.com. Go get yourself a scanner, clear the code, find the part, buy it off the app, fix it, be happy. Save electrical tape for electricians. Oh, my God. Well said. You know what? It's like having an automotive technician in your toolbox. Except he would be like, let me out of here. Let me out of here. Hey, did you know Billy Bargain has uh, some long lost relative? The Billy Bargain that comes in here and screams commercials for us? <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, this guy, he left a voicemail. Might as well play it. Hello, this is Jimmy Bargain, brother Billy Bargain. I just want to say hello from the East Coast. Uh, he faded between Louisiana, <laughs> England, Australia, and the South. I mean, uh, A for effort? Fail. <laughs> <laughs>